Dude, how was the meetup yesterday? It was good. It was super good. It was really, really good. What meetup? I met up with that dude, Jacob, who does marketing at NVIDIA. Was it what you were looking for or was it like different? I'm more just curious if we have other things to talk about. It was good. Yeah, he put together a list of questions like what are, you know, what are some of our goals for marketing? What, um, what are you doing right now? What do you feel yeah. like you're not doing right now? Mm. Um, and it was kind of a vision scope thing which was they were really good questions to ask and he kind of reaffirmed some things that i was thinking like gut check but anyway he started with you know the whole what do you want to do how you want to do it and i was like you know i see people doing all this shit on facebook i see Mm. you know um every time i open up instagram they're sponsored ads by you know you see onyx or verve or blue bottle all these people spending money i was like i don't know should we be doing that how does it work and he said, that's, that's, that's really complex. That's part of what he does. Mm-hmm. But depending on what you want to do, yeah, this is what he said. audience that shit, right? What's that? You have to target It's like a whole thing. He said it's super specific yeah. and it takes a lot of effort. So his advice on that front, he said, set your house in order before you spend mm-hmm. any money on anything else. That makes and, a lot of sense. And I was like, damn, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> absolutely perfect sense. Yeah. Because some of the things that we don't really do right now it are we have untapped sources like our newsletter our newsletter yeah. just doesn't it just sits there it doesn't do anything we're right. not activating on it's it not and a blog it's not a thing but there's like thousands of people there's on thousands it, of people right? on there and then another one of the things that was a, a stressor for me was you know usually when we create stuff we don't really move as a unified front that we're kind of piecemeal where we yeah. have this uh down to something from coffee all the way to a merch thing like the merch launch that we're working on right now is the first launch that's actually going to be a launch it's the first thing that's going to be a cohesive collection that's going to hopefully be pushed out in a way so he organizes his workflow in what he calls moments and heartbeats or moments and beats and the way he explained it was, you know, we'll look at a calendar year, which is the, you should do this too. So look at a calendar year and some moments you'll know are going to happen. And some moments are just going to uh, pop up and appear. So a moment is a thing. So he was, he's getting into home espresso. So mm-hmm. he knows about the tamper. He's all the tamper seemed like it was a moment or an opportunity for a right. moment. Yeah. But what I saw was a really cool tamper and nothing else to support that. Uh, you know, the obviously. launch went yeah. out and nothing else happened with it. You know, there wasn't, uh, there was a little bit of a story attached to it, but it was just there by itself. You know, that's an opportunity for a moment. And then what you do within that moment, those are those are the beats. Those are the little action items. So the a beat within the moment of the tamper launch could be, you know, a small capsule collection that's, um, using the same colors or the same vibe, whether it's, you know, crazy splash anodized inspired hat or, you know, shirt or, you know, turn it into a mini capsule. Um, a moment could be you know, teasing it on Instagram, building up a moment could be activating the newsletter for it. a moment could be, you know, doing some really basic design where, okay, cool. You're going to switch out some of the banners on your website to where it all yeah. kind of has this cohesive feeling and then he cautioned with that too he's he's like you know another thing that you have to figure out as a business owner is when you're talking about switching everything up on the website how much money are you willing to spend 
on like somebody's labor to on do. that labor to make it and he's, he said that's something that you'd have to decide you know how big is that moment for you yeah that would be my question is like you have all these beats that support a moment it's mm. like how big is how long does the moment last so every moment is different Right. Some are bigger, some are less. Yeah, some are bigger, some are less. So but you was, could throw like even just the podcast on the same page as the product. So when they click on the product, there's a podcast about the whole thing right there too. Yeah, right. Because there was a pod. Right. Just but they just the weren't tamper, linked in the same a, spot. There was a podcast. There was that. Right. There's some other yeah. Beats there was. That happened. There were some beats, but it wasn't packaged in a moment. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Is <laughs> that's kind of where I was thinking, and and then some moments will happen to us. So we can bleep this out later. I don't know how much we can talk about it, but we ha- something with the, sh- the big company yep. <laughs> happened. Yeah. He's like, you know, you didn't ask for that, but that's a moment, yeah. you know, and you you kind of leaned into that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you had some beats within that moment. Um, I mean, there's seasonality, which are just like moments that are we know are coming. Right. And he talked about seasonality, which is too. the most obvious. I but like still. holidays. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, there's some moments that are thrust upon you and you have your opportunity to create your own moments. So again, a lot of it's really intuitive and will, like resonated with what I felt in my gut, but it's nice to hear someone who does this for a living for a huge company kind of affirm some of these things. But the yeah. idea of the beats and moments really kind of struck out large struck it's like, like a chord with me. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that totally makes sense. And the idea of setting your house in order, like making sure you're doing everything you can before you layer on. And then he was talking about in terms of bringing another person on. He's like, so what is this person that's leaving? What do they do? And I was yeah. like, okay, well, part of it's functional where there's a certain amount of input that is needed to run the web store. You know, we need to put up new coffees when we get new coffees. And a new coffee begins with, you know, you buy the coffee, but then someone has to create the label. Someone has to take a picture of it. Someone has to put it up, take the copy, repurpose it. That goes up on our website. That goes up on the wholesale partner program site. Then we need to promote it out to other things. Um, Rinse and repeat with products, which merch launches are even more labor intensive. Yeah. Because coffee in some way, shape or form is copy paste. Yeah, like because every we don't six need to recreate the wheel every time we do a pretty, coffee launch. Yeah, we're getting more dialed in on at least the timing of that. Yeah, and then with a merch, then you have design added in, which is a whole different thing. And yeah. working with vendors and the margins are all different, and the whole the whole situation is different. So you know, they do that as part of the job. Um, just the functional nuts and bolts of it, and then they're also doing Instagram right now and a hodgepodge of other things. So. I was asking him how they hire people, how they bring people on. And he's saying it might be really tough for you because I was kind of telling him what our vision is and what we would like. He's like, it might be really tough for you to get what you need at a price you can afford. Absolutely. That's like the small business person's like eternal struggle. (laughs) Well, he said it's even more of a pain in the ass because being so close to Silicon Valley, there's no shortage of... yeah money over the hill money and people who have these skills can double up absolutely you know it's like oh i'm gonna go work you know wherever it's only values fit that we're gonna be able to find because you're right i just wonder if it's someone like right out of college who so he was can get a job though yeah this is where he was saying he's like you know me six years ago yeah and i was like yeah totally me six years ago too would have been a perfect (laughs) fit right so finding those people but then he also he's like you know figure out what you're trying to spend 
in marketing or on that position for a year and then you have flexibility in doing it. Mm -hmm. And he said, honestly, where you're at, it's probably going to be you doing more hands-on work than you probably want to do right now to get everything moving. But he said, you know, start small, get someone in, maybe part-time to do the bare minimum mm. functional essentials on the website, someone to do that. And then it wouldn't be a, the worst idea ever to start poking around and looking at agencies. And this was his thought. Pro well, that's what I, I Chuck cringe for everybody I, yeah. listening, <laughs> yeah. but this is what he's saying in terms of, let's say we're going to bring someone on and let's say we want to pay someone. Let's just throw a number out there. You know, he, he was like, let's say I want to pay someone $65,000. This is what he said. I was gonna, yeah, I was say forty. Grand. Let's say forty, <laughs> right? So any any amount of money, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. If you hire one person at that spend, and you're trying to find someone who cool, you know how to do graphic design, you know how to write copy, you know you understand um, how to push things through social, you understand the ecosystem of what's going on it's probably going to be really hard to find that person for that amount of money. Yeah. But if you have someone who does functional things and then you have a strong, he said, this is where people get fucked is the problem with working with an agency. If you don't have a strong vision is that they can totally take you for a ride. But if you know what you're doing and you understand what you want to see, you can guide them in a very direct way to be like, hey, this is what I want to see. And then with that amount of money spend, yeah. they have access to not just one person, but there's someone on their team who's a social media expert. There's someone on their team who's a really good graphic designer. There's someone on their team who, you know, creates all these different things. So there's yeah. it'd be maybe like an interesting like experiment because I just feel like it's so hard when working with people with the agency is like that they don't get your vision or they're working with so many other different companies that yeah. you're actually like banging your head against the wall trying to get them to produce what your vision is and he's saying it all depends on what you want what your expectation is and he wasn't advocating for this he yeah. said this is something to think about he well, said then the there's the cross-pollination you could you could theoretically have the Reezy advocate where he hired somebody out of country and he's directly connected with them and they do all that stuff for him but they have a one-on-one -on -one relationship and it's like this is my expectation to the t and so that seems like a, maybe a hybrid idea of a similar idea. Yeah, he's got a virtual assistant he's got and a, a video editor. Specifically for the things that they want. And they have to do X, X Y, and Z exactly yeah. like this to get their money. And they do it. And he's had, for him, great success. But it was exactly to your point. He had to say exactly what he wanted and how for a while at the beginning. Yeah. And micromanage the shit out of it until he could pass it on and then the person takes over. But one of his people has been with him for like two years. And that also feels weird, though, because you're not bringing on somebody locally. But maybe it is something where you piecemeal it together for a while just to get to where we need to be. It's also the management style that you want to have and how comfortable you are managing sure. different people for yeah. specific yeah, I, different things. Yeah. yeah versus having somebody in person that's like I on your team. I prefer somebody in person. Yeah. But one of the things that we uh, both agreed on was it's probably important to feel the pain of not having someone before you bring on someone. Because once you commit to somebody at any amount of money, 
you're kind of stuck with them. And yeah. if you don't know exactly what you need from them, you're paying out that check no matter what. That's fair. I feel like you've back. felt the pain before. No, I have. <laughs> I feel like you know I have. what the pain feels like. <laughs> this is, but now we're in a whole different era because yeah. we, we're not really sure exactly what we're capable of. Yeah. But a, a lot of it had to do with the, some of the same stuff that we run our business by. A lot of it had to do with intentionality. He said, yeah. you know, you, you can make decisions and lean into certain places. So you might decide that you don't want to do Facebook at all. He's like, that's fine. You know, you might decide that instead of using that bandwidth to do a little bit on Facebook and a little bit on Instagram and a little bit on here, look, pick what you're doing, you know, say we're going YouTube and Instagram. This is where we're going to go. We're going to run this thing for six months to a year. And, you know, Facebook's just going to exist. We don't have to be on it. It doesn't yeah. matter. That commitment seems like one of the most important things is whatever we do, we need to commit to it to see through, to see how it works. And that's, I think, feels intimidating. Because you have to feel confident in the decision you made, or at least confident enough to stick with it. You can't just like keep switching it up over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. So that's where he was. You know, it's funny because we ended up talking about. We started talking about marketing, but we ended up talking a lot about leadership. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Talking about it's. You know, it's. It seems like you're going to have to really paint the picture here and do a lot of hands-on management in the beginning to figure out how this is going to work and to really drive the ship and you're going to have to know when you're in the moments you're gonna to have to claim that you're in the moments and you're going to have to push your people to um think about what are some of the beats that are going to be in that moment and constantly readjust at least for the next you know who knows how long because the yeah. you know i was kind of talking Six months. at least yeah. you know perfect vision is you know that frustration where you know you're always trying to replace yourself so how can i get someone who can see what i see how can i get someone who has the skill and the understanding to be able to not have to have that slow drip feed and the reality is like that person doesn't probably exist yeah and, and unless at least we make them at, unless we make them and someone who has all of that all of that knowledge you know they still need to br be brought in culturally but back to what we were talking about earlier if we did find someone with all that knowledge it's likely that they don't exist at the price point that we can afford yeah. which means we have to bring them up internally and, and grow build. them to that position yeah. yeah which is what we've been talking about a lot lately is the frustration with hiring and why we've forgotten this idea that you have to make the people and advocate and create the leaders you don't just get to wait for them to show up and yeah. I don't think we've done a very good job of standing beside people and speaking into what they could be and following up and making them into the leaders we need them to be. We keep on, in my opinion, giving up on people. Who, who's the last person? Or I mean, go a little deeper on that one. Uh, well, the thing that we used to do very well is speak into somebody who has potential for leadership, walk them through what it'll take, and consistently grow them into that position or to those potential positions and that is something that we've reversed and it's like they have to want it they have to want it and it's like sometimes people don't know unless they have an advocate or a believer what they can be so i'm i'm a i'm kind of a believer on the other side of that and we haven't done it in a long time yeah it's it's funny because as the as the tide rises as the ability of everybody at the highest levels of the organization goes up and up and up and up it's really easy to forget about where everybody came from dude the and gap is yeah. way bigger than it ever has been the right gap now. is bigger than it ever has been but yep. it's also hard for people to recognize oh just a year and a half ago just even 6 months ago yeah. i was at this level right 
which is way lower. And but when, I got when, when everybody goes up, then your expectation goes up. I need someone who's on my level. Yeah. And to your point, hey, they don't exist. You have to build them. Yeah. You have to create them just like you were created. Yeah. In this environment that fostered the potential inside of you and brought it up, because it I can't be a I, pass off. That's I agree with saying. you that we have been looking for aces. We've been looking aces. for these diamonds in the rough, but we're we're looking for finished, fully polished diamonds. Yeah, you know where we need to do the, do a little bit of mining. We need to do the cuts. We need to do the buffing. We need to do the polishing. That's our part of the job. Seeing the potential in what could be. Yeah. Yeah. Fully polished doesn't come like right out of the dirt. Yeah. Right? No, you don't pluck like a perfect diamond <laughs> yeah. out of it. Like, oh, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah. beep, beep, pop it I mean, even ring. when you find what theoretically could be, they don't always take the job. And we just went through that in an interview where we thought this could be our diamond. But then there's the whole other side of that. I sat on it and I'm like, well, we also aren't creating diamonds. We're wanting people to step in and just take the job and be good at it. That doesn't happen. It's like you graduate from college and all of a sudden you're a professional at whatever job you get. No, you get a degree and then they go and your degree means almost nothing unless you're a doctor and then you get retrained to do whatever the fuck you're doing. Like your yeah. degree is not. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm struggling with that right now and a little frustrated by it. I mean, we've talked about it pretty openly. It feels like we're moving. We in haven't the, talked about right. it here though. Oh, not here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it, but yeah. we've talked and we've talked about it with the leadership group. Yeah, a little bit. Which I think we just need to lead it. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's a two-way street. Like you, you need the people that want it. Like I think about every job that I've had where I became successful in it, and it was like, yeah, for sure. Like my degree didn't matter at all. Right. You get in the job, you like find that mentor. You show them that you want it. And then you're usually able to find you know right. find somebody that can help you be there. And I've seen that in like multiple points in my career. And they lean found, into you, right? Yeah, but you and sometimes you have to push a little bit, which is maybe what we're looking I, for. I think we're looking at the wrong things. Or one of the th let's take hiring for example. So one of the things that we started doing in hiring is we're kind of seeding questions to see how people respond. And are they speaking specifically to our values? Yeah, like have they already done their homework have to they, know who we are perfectly? Or do they share the exact same values that we do? Right. And that's impossible. You, you want some yeah. kind of you want some sort of some sort of vibe and some sort of overlap. But let's take me for example. Mm -hmm. And I've said this a couple times. If I applied here and had an interview, I don't think I would get hired <laughs> because I wouldn't speak specifically to the idea of oh. I keep it simple or I actively pursue better in this verbatim way that we're expecting other people to hit on these things. So because of that, we're missing out on people who have a lot of potential because they're not speaking with extreme specificity on what our five values mm. are. And I think what we could do a little bit better is, and again, I'm not the guy who interviews everybody, but it, this is just from the conversations that we've been having with upper leadership and seeing how hard it is to find people, which we'll talk about the, labor <laughs> crisis in a second yeah. but we could do better in seeing the potential of people who aren't explicitly saying these five values and just kind of having so much of it is gut feeling is yeah, yeah, this person opportunity feels you know they're they're motivated they have their own projects going on they're doing these things maybe they didn't explicitly say inspire connection by creating memorable yeah. experiences but there's something there right and it's like a evolution for us of like 
going through this hiring process and just looking, I think looking for people that are passionate, you know, I think if someone interviewed you and got you talking about the things that you're passionate about outside of your work, it's like, that should be like a positive sign for us. Yes. That's as someone, right. That's something you talk about. Someone who's like, like really has something that they're working on that they're wanting to get better, that they're like super passionate about. Right. Cause you can take that kind of belief and skills and you can work right. with that and mold it within like the workplace or even things like do they have a deep friend group they talk about like that's a pretty bit you're not like a lone wolf you're like oh i'm deeply seated in community worth considering if you're deeply seated in some sort of community outside of this there's something going on with you that makes you want to invest in something like there's things to be noticed that i totally agree like you have to see what a human being is about not what a human being is about in the context of a little box of perfection The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Well, I think about the three of us. It's not It's not like we got together and said, hey, <laughs> yeah. um, we might start a business. I'm looking for people to start a business with. Would you write down your values so I can right. uh, look at them and see if we might be compatible? <laughs> yeah. We're looking at mindset. It, right. it doesn't work like, like that. Like, you know, like dated people like that? No, right? it, it's all based on <laughs> yeah. conversation. And before the conversation, it's based off of a feeling. You know, the yeah. first time I met Jared, I'm like, oh, this dude seems like some... He you asked me why, I'm like, I don't know. This seems like someone I could resonate with. Yeah. You know, and then once we start talking to you, I'm like, oh, Chuck seems like some somebody that we could, we could vibe with. And I don't know what your fucking values are. I mean, I do now, yeah. but... We're, you know, we're seeing the potential in each other. But there is. There's a Venn diagram. Bubble. Like, Bubble. You're not me. You're not me. You're not me. But we all kind of find something There's here. There's a shared center. Diamond. Yeah. And that's like yeah. what we need to find in potential hires and potential leaders. Like, damn, dude. I don't know. It stresses me out because we're getting sucked in more and more and we're going to have to be. Yeah. Because when you reflect on it, it's kind of like I feel like we were in one extreme in the beginning over here where maybe we weren't hiring much to like thinking about values or mission or anything and then it's like then i feel like we totally overcorrected over here about like oh, you know values alignment da, 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 and maybe we need to like get back to something. wait i want to ask why you think we weren't hiring values alignment because part of me thinks we were and we weren't owning as a leadership group what our values actually meant and then the people created the meaning of the values and that's what to me that's what that's how it went to yeah. um so like i don't disagree with you but i almost think that our team at the time convoluted our values to make everybody. It's almost like what I was saying about 
that group that we were talking about where the we should have let the leader go before the team got sour so that the real leaders could create a good team. And instead we kept the leader and the team got sour. Yeah. And then the team went and now or not now, but at that point we had a leader that was essentially a problem. Right. And that person was hiring. That's kind of where and I'm going. Like yeah. that person was like hiring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get clarity. Off here. Yeah. And then we got really focused in with all of our leaders yep. about like specific how we're gonna hire. And that's maybe not working a hundred percent. So it's like now we're finding it our way back. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it does all come down to leadership, how they yeah. lead people come here. I mean, that's the thing I always, I started tripping on the other day. I was like, really? Nobody in this company wants to grow to the next level or they apply. And then it's like, no. And then what? Then we're just, we're done trying in a way. And it's not literally that thought process, but that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, okay, well you didn't make the interview. Cool. Now I'm just waiting on somebody else and we're just going to let them develop at whatever their pace is. And that's just so not how I want our company to run anyway at all. Yeah. That's where I think we're, we are going to collectively experience almost the same thing that I just talked about that dude uh, talked about marketing with that dude Jacob, which is like, Hey, we're going to need to be in the interviews. We're going to need to sit alongside. We're, we're going to need to, you know, we've been heavily engaged with the executive team group, but we haven't really stepped alongside them for the work that feels like it's, you know, not quite being what it could be. You know, we we haven't been in the interviews. We haven't been looking like, Hey, you know, so-and-so, interview coordinator and they didn't get it let's talk about that a little bit more maybe we can give them a shot like what how does this work and Mm -hmm. i think that's going everywhere i like that's where my stress is i'm noticing that everywhere like we haven't been through the evolution of even the roastery and how it works and me being in there a little bit now and we just briefly talked about i'm like we haven't actually set the table for the most successful roastery we've tried to allow people to do their best but the ones who have the most experience in it passed it to somebody who had one year experience yeah. and walked away. Yeah. Not and I, literally. And I mean, I think that's where maybe we didn't do the best job was in that transition. Yeah. But because culturally, Grace, person's yeah. fine. Because when Grace was in, yeah. Yeah. When Grace was leading the roaster and in charge, I feel like we we're in a lot better place. That there. I think is because she's a good leader, not because she, no, the roaster is set up for success. No. She, yeah. She's a great leader. Yeah. Man. So that's where I'm saying, like, operationally even. Like, there's so many little details that feel overwhelming that I agree we need to step in and, like, help create and see the opportunities because everybody's so underwater and trying to just lead specifically to keep people excited and keep them engaged that there's a there's no time for looking at the details of how it could be just a better system and a better operation. Alex, they did do a good job in coming in and helping at the beginning, but there's right, a lot more we could do. Right, but that's not going to be a long-term solution. They have other full-time jobs, right? It's like And it was under the budget of zero. Like it was what can we do with no money at this time to make it look and feel nicer in this place that already exists? And what did they do? They moved some things around and like tried to sticker some bags. But like that might not be enough. And oh, so for sure cool. it won't be enough. No, if for, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not enough. Sure. We're obviously there. For sure it won't so be it, enough. it's interesting to think about. <laughs> I get excited about it, but I also don't know how to move forward. And that's where the three of us need to get together and bring some heat. I feel one of the things that these conversations have shown to me is I felt a lot of pressure in the last couple months to be on the train of of growth and looking into the future and seeing what's next, which is a huge part of our job. But I felt that pressure really, really looming. And I think it's been taking me out of day to day and the things that really could use my attention 
things like some of the stuff we're talking about in marketing, things like some of the stuff that we're talking about in the roastery. And mm. I, and this is just a mindset thing. You know, obviously we looked at that place in San Diego and decided mm. that it wasn't the right go yeah. because of how things are going. And mm-hmm. I'm, even though that happened, I was still really looking forward to whatever that future thing was, you know, yeah. this ability to bring people up to replace you and to kind of go out and create these new paths. And now after having these conversations the last couple of days, I'm kind of wanting to not fully put blinders on, but just kind of embrace where we're at and just see this for the building year that it might be and just get really, really cozy with the fact that it's like, Hey, we might not, I don't need to feel this pressure of doing this new, crazy, weird, amazing thing because there's so much work to be done on the day-to-day and all of that work will aggregate into something that's really awesome. Yeah, and that work has to be done. I mean, I'm, I kind of, you know, once we had that conversation about like, you know, turning down the lease mm-hmm. and digging into where, digging into where we are right now, it's like, yeah, I kind of flipped the switch to be like, cool, we can't do anything until all these things are like, humming yeah mm-hmm. uh and we feel good about them and people can replace themselves it's like until we can do that it's like cool i'm not even gonna yeah i'm not even gonna think about how we're gonna grow because it's just not gonna be healthy for the organization i don't think i fully got in that mindset until yesterday mm. Dude, that's rad to, <laughs> in, that, but that's uh, is that, does that feel shape. good to like i think so i feel a little yeah. bit of peace we'll see yeah. how it works out in in reality but yeah because I, I mean i just i because in my mind i'm just like cool we're not doing anything until the our organization as a whole shows me that we right. can the foundation well i think one of the things that i've been struggling with is I, I always struggle between this um being a really directive leader versus being someone who poses a lot of questions and kind of finding mm. the middle ground you ask good questions on that thank you appreciate that sometimes I ask too many questions and sometimes I don't step into what I know well enough Mm. soon enough and to be able to have these things like hey we're going to do this Mm -hmm. what's the best way we could do it sometimes I'm a little bit like what could we do here you know and I don't always get the return that I want and that's really frustrating when we're talking about people who are showing a ton of potential and in my mind are high level I've almost you know, I project their potential into their reality. Yeah. Which is like, mm-hmm. I see what you could do. Yeah. And I expect that from you right now, but I'm not really doing, I haven't done enough of the hard work to get mm. you to that point yet. And mm. I'm. Because you do, you believe in people more than people believe in themselves. Sometimes often. this thing, yeah. that was, uh, something we yeah, say. Yeah, it's a pretty recurring theme. But, um. Why I mean, laughing? You're, <laughs> you're close though. You're a piece of shit <laughs> and you could do way better. <laughs> If you just step your game up, you wouldn't have to be sitting in the corner one day. You might be on camera. Man. I, I think you're close, though, because I think that's the difference. It's like you take you take whatever head chefy person. They need to be able to direct, but then like back off to let the people try. You still need to be able to direct, though. We as a group actually all need to be able to direct and then get out of the way appropriately. But at the same time, like we are the ones with all the all the experience and all the knowledge and all the opportunity for others to allow them to make the right mistakes, but not, yeah. not the ones that hold us back over and over again. And yeah. that's, that's, I think, what we, we were asked to go really far away from that, and we worked our way back a little bit, and now we have a really good trust in this leadership team. And honestly, I just forget that, like, 
none of them are actually terribly experienced. They're so high level. But nobody's Honest got truth, like really low years. experience in years no of work like... in this industry and what we're doing. Yeah, and that I... doesn't make that's opportunity. That doesn't make any of them bad. It just saying that makes it sound like oh, we have this weak but team. I, no, no, no. Three I think years that's... versus twenty years or sixty. Yeah. When you can combine everybody in our leadership group and probably add it up to like twelve. That's where I think we have the biggest opportunity because I one of the things that I see is. We have these people who are growing at a really rapid rate. Absolutely. You know, if you look yeah. at our executive team, they're growing in skill at a really rapid rate, keeping in mind that they don't have a ton of experience, nowhere right. near close to the experience we have. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think I know I do, and it feels like we do as an organization, is once people get to a certain level of competence, we back We're off like, yep. really quickly. Yeah. We say, oh man, cool, you're, you're doing really good at this one thing. You got it all. And I think what we could do is be more specific. Like, Own our loss here, people. Hey, <laughs> guess what? You did do really good at this one thing, and this is showing so much promise. That's awesome. Good job. Now let's talk about this next thing, whereas we go, we go hands-off real quick. Yeah. And I think we need to... I think that would be the goal in like the next kind of like executive, you know, to build into like executive meetings. Kind of like I feel like where this conversation is going is that like, cool, looking at where the soft spots in the organization are and then us plugging mm-hmm. in, us like actively and intentionally plugging in in some way to those areas to support and build those areas right. up to where we want them to be. That well, and I'm bouncing like back are... from, from the trauma of leaning in and, and essentially really like well, um, encouraging people to step into places and sh- like, I mean, just really encouraging them and they would yeah. and then the other parts happen. But I think there's a difference now. I think we have the opportunity to, to get this whole team to essentially, I mean, professional basketball coaches, they have a million coaches. They coach people to make them better. They specifically are like, you can be a superstar. We're going to make you a superstar. You do this and you become a superstar. We could all be doing that. And I'm, I think we should be doing that now. Whereas before we did that and then we let the culture be and we did this and then it got weird. And that in turn kind of like creates a downward spiral. In my opinion, that's what happened. I don't think it always happens. I think once we get the ball going and our foundation is so strong, that won't happen as much. But right then. But you may always have transitionary. Totally. Transitionary. Yeah. But I just think there's a difference. Yeah. I just agree with you. I think there's a point where now we can take the cultural group. Like, who do you literally love to see every single day on your team? Have you told them, like, I want to make you a leader? Are you interested in being a leader? Or do you wait for them to come to you and be like, I'd love to be in leadership one day? You know, or he's like, what are your passions? And it's like, find the middle ground and be like, tell them. Home, I mean, there's certain people I want to shout out that I don't want to go above and beyond the leaders that we have now. But I'm like, I want you to be a leader. I want you to be a leader. I want you to come be in the roastery. I want you to go do this. And I, you don't have to, but you could do a very good job. And I believe in you hardcore. Like, let's go. If you want to, we have the resources and the the people here to help make that a reality and we'll tell you where you're falling short and then you can either create your future or not no hard feelings either way you're super valuable yeah i just think that there's something i've i've just loved and that might just be my style i know it's my style but i believe in that so much i mean that is a style that's one of the leadership styles yeah I mean, it's a good style. Thanks, man. <laughs> Not like there's. In, I don't even think that's a leadership style. I think that is 
when you're talking about people who are heads of organizations or CEO type people, right. one of the things that they need to be able to do is to see potential, not just in people, but in the yeah. organization. So and maybe that, it's a visionary. It's a, it's a visionary thing, yeah. right? And you have that not only with people, but in a lot of different aspects sure. of your life. Yeah. It's like, Definitely. oh, I'm, I'm able to see what's possible. And that's why Cat and Cloud exists because sure. yeah. three dudes were able to see, oh, this could be a thing. We have experience, ton of experience in the industry, not really any experience starting a business. Yeah. And, you know, that was our stretch. You know, we were able to <laughs> right. see that stretch ourselves. And so when I hear that, that makes perfect sense. And then the work that we need to do is communicate that to the executive team because, you know, I think you're right to say, hey, I don't want to shout these people out and go above and beyond the people who are actually their leaders yeah. who I wish would be seeing the same things that I see. Yeah. And then that becomes the training. Yeah. Right. Here's yeah. what I see in this person. Here's what I see in this person. Here's how I um, see the future, for lack of a yeah. better term. And it doesn't mean you're always right. You no, know? but it's in the same way that you build the skills to go into a cafe and it, like bringing people alongside. Here's what I see mm-hmm. in flow. Here's what I see in you know service and right. flow and how things are set up. Here's where maybe we could where we're missing a little bit. Like what do you see? Like you yeah. do that really well with bringing people into the cafe and looking at sure and then um, being able to push because but that's some, the thing is pushing sometimes you yeah. push like this happens a lot you know i see so and so and i think they have this this and this and they would be primed to be a coordinator and then the team leader says no you're wrong because they're failing on this yeah. that, and the other and then as a visionary being able to say that might be true but i think you're missing something and look at this right i respect your opinion that you're working with this person every day i'm telling you as someone who sees potential not in these yeah. words obviously but you know i think It'd you need, nice to give, to I think you need to give this person a chance yeah i would give this person a chance and i i think that's a conversation that we could have more because a lot of times when we do make bids on certain people we'll take the pushback and not want to ruffle people's feathers be like okay yeah. cool you work with them right fine your decision yeah uh, maybe maybe not yet well there's maybe- like <laughs> the, well there's just there's elements of ego here too that are not that everybody has right so certain people are averse to the idea of like personally they're like ooh, i would i wouldn't like it if somebody came and said i want to make you this or i think you should be that and they're like you're boxing me in and that's that's that can go away but sometimes that is the initial reaction and so occasionally you'll have somebody who has a strong will and somebody will come up to him and be like, Hey, you're going to kill it at this. I think you should be that. I'd love to do it. And they're like, Ooh, I don't like that. You tell me who I am and what I'm supposed to be. That doesn't mean you stop there. It doesn't mean you stop believing. Like you look at what to me, you look at what will happen if, so then it's like, okay, well, I see so-and-so every time they're in the cafe, the lights are on for everybody around them. The world is a better place. What happens if that person can then be in leadership to take the pressure off of you who seems to be drowning all the time? Whether they recognize it now or not, you don't have to stop encouraging, pushing, nudging, directing towards that opportunity. And also, maybe you need to be a visionary yourself and paint a picture of what this place could look like if they do. That's the thing I I also get really passionate about uh, because... It, well, because you literally can make whatever if it all works out, <laughs> yeah. right? You really can. The people get fearful, understandably, that if you say something and it doesn't work out exactly, that you could be held accountable to it not working out. 
I mean, and then we've all been there, but yeah. that's, that's what leadership does. Leadership paints a picture and says, you come with to make me do this, to do that with you. And this, this is what this big picture will look like when we all make it happen. And then you see if they resonate too. And then if there's any flicker of light at all, it's like, let's go. Yeah. How in the world would anybody look at what could be if you have a very clear picture of it and be like, yeah, actually that would be a better life in this cafe versus like, nah, unless the work is just simply what they don't want. And yeah. if they're honest and they're like, that just doesn't sound like a job I want to do. Sick. Let it be. Yeah. But if that's not the response you get, the specific, like, that's not the kind of job I want to have. Why are we just, why would you ever give up on that opportunity? Yeah. Whether, whether it's anything, right. Whether it's efficiency, whether it's a human, whether it's whatever, you know, like, and that's just me because I see all of that as a path to freedom for that person, the next person, the next person. I just see this, the dominoes start falling and I get really hyped because the only thing that is holding us back is like the energy forth and then the reciprocation of that energy. I'm guilty of not doing it as well, but I also am at this place where I'm like, fuck it all, let's go. <laughs> Only because I don't want to be stuck where we're stuck any, is any longer than it needs to be. Stuck meaning well, just where you a have little more areas negative sounding. areas that are soft that aren't fully, like the foundation that you want. Yeah. Yeah, because the potential for our company that I think we all can see in vision where we do want to grow it can't happen until we have yeah, a really totally. strong foundation, and we've yeah. all agreed on that. Yeah. So it'd be really sick to just start identifying like where the cracks are and fucking shore it up a little bit. Like, I mean, not I say like a lot. It would be cool to do that. It'd be cool to to know where some of the cracks are to also do things like talk about when we talk about our bags, right? You get it done, but then you realize, okay, labeling specifically stickering bags is taking a shit ton of time. What is a solution to that? And I did, whether this is the solution or not, just a throw out This a guy's thing. been trying to squeeze this conversation in here for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to talk about labeling. No. <laughs> I'm, I want to talk about fixing We're all like that. We're a year late to the labeling conversation. No, no. Well, it's because we, we shouldn't be labeling at all. We should probably take a, take a note. Anyway, I have an idea about that. But it's like I think all of our coffees, all of our bags should be fully printed, even down to like – Columbia, and then we should have an insert where we can get our printouts and just insert the information into a thing. I don't care who's done it before. If all of our bags are printed and Columbia is printed, it's way faster to do this with only the only the single origin coffees that change, and yeah. never do it with the answer and the truth and all those things again. And so, that stuff is like such a huge bottleneck of time. For sure, it but is. I don't know the cost and and like so. Anyways, it's like yeah. where are we going to commit our time to to figure out? Right, that's what, what it needs is. to be done first and get after it. Yeah, totally. That's where I'm most hungry, actually. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud if you want to dive in on a deeper level we do have a patreon it's five dollars a month about the price of a latte each month you get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast rants and raves q and a's jared and i just talking shit together 
biased opinion, yes, but I think it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Go out and inspire someone to do something amazing. Bye.